0: Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the People in Places Extra Podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. This podcast is a supplement to the weekly People in Places feature you can see every Thursday at 5 o'clock on WNCT 9. And this week, we're talking about the month of May being National Foster Care Month. And my latest People in Places feature focused on a husband and wife duo in Greene County who are doing so much for children all across eastern North Carolina, not only with a camp they founded and currently run, but also as foster parents. I had a chance to sit down with Sammy and Desta Hudson out at The Refuge, a huge, sprawling 135-acre complex on the Pitt-Green County line right there along the Little Contitnia Creek. The Refuge, founded back in 2007, offers a place for kids of all ages and all backgrounds in Eastern North Carolina to get out and have a good time at camp. Camp these days can be quite expensive, but the Hudstons wanna make sure that everyone could come out, be together in fellowship, and have a great time there in nature. Where should we start? Talking about this place, The Refuge. Sure. how did it come about?
1: Um, this is a, has been a dream. The Refuge is really a result of years and years of prayer. Uh, by a lot of different people from a lot of different areas. It began with a prayer of a lady in Swansboro for about 14 years prior to me finding out about the camp. And, uh, and then she one day called and said, hey, I wonder if you'd be interested in being on a board of directors to start a camp in Eastern North Carolina that would intentionally reach out to kids who can never afford to go to camp. And after praying for 14 years, I thought maybe I should really listen to what she has to say. And, uh, and so we began that prayer and about five years later, uh, the Lord provided land for us to build a camp, and, uh, and other folks just came along and joined us. And it's just been this incredible journey. Uh, this is a place of miracles.
0: How important is it to have something for people who may never be able to experience something like this?
1: Well, for us, it, it's an opportunity to provide hope. And um, there's so many kids who just want a little bit of hope. And one of the things that we share with folks, if we can just show a little bit of goodness to a child, it goes a long ways. And, um, and so camp has become a luxury item for a lot of folks, but we don't think it should be. We think it should be accessible to everybody. And so there are certainly children and families that can afford to send their ch- children to camp, and they come. But there's those who can't afford that as well. And so we want to make sure that we provide that opportunity uh, for them to come at the same time.
0: And it's also, as you mentioned, you know, the people who can't afford to come, people who can't, they're all coming together at the same time. And that's got to be great, too.
1: It is, um, and what they begin to realize is they're all, um, they all desire the same thing. They they want somebody to love them, to care for them. They want to have fun, but they really want to have hope, and uh, and to wake up each day with purpose, just like all of us do.
0: I want to ask you, what's uh, what's a typical day like when when campers are here having fun?
2: Yeah, so we have a lot of different things we do. We start off the day together with singing and devotion, and then we. They split up into groups and they go swimming and canoeing and fishing and hiking in the woods. It's really neat to to see children who haven't had those experiences because they're out of their normal environment. And so they are maybe a little scared at first, but they have such a great time and realize that it's really fun and that there are neat things other than where they're from.
0: And, you know we're only 15 20 minutes outside of Greenville you know one of the larger cities in the east yet it feels like we're really out in the wilderness too so it's a really neat place to to have all this come together to be able to provide that opportunity
1: yeah folks drive hours to find find this kind of place and and when they realize wow we don't have to drive hours we can just drive down the road and still feel like we're hours removed from the hustle and bustle of of town let's talk a little bit about
0: what you've got on site how did it come about how did you get the these houses these buildings these facilities to all come together
1: well i've, I've learned over the years that when you don't have much you get creative and so we, we we came up with this idea of moving these old farmhouses out to the camp and having volunteers renovate them and it was just this incredible opportunity so instantly we built built partnerships with churches and businesses who wanted the same thing that we desired to make an impact in the community. Um, and they want to come out and, and help repair these old homes. And so they're absolutely beautiful. Um, so it's, it's really been a great opportunity for us uh, to live into our mission, which is to share and model the hope of Jesus by redoing these old farmhouses and, and restoring uh, what what used to be great to be great again. What's old is new again. That's right.
0: Now, these farmhouses, they weren't on... The property, you, you had to move them here from like how far away?
1: Yeah, different places, but uh, several of them are from the county. So some are from three or four miles away. Uh, some are from Aiden. We have uh, one that's from Greenville that, that rolled down the road uh, to us. And so, yes, but there were none here. This was actually the unofficial trash dump of the county. And so people, would, when we first were given the, the property, there was uh, shingles, siding, televisions, washers, dryers, refrigerators, all dumped into a hole in the back of the camp. And so for the first year, we just started removing trash and, uh, and restoring the property as well. And then to move the old houses out here and to give them new life. But for us, it really symbolizes the kids that come out here. A lot of kids are broken, they're, they're, they're hurting, and they've been through a lot. But for us, it's a chance to, not, to, to offer them the hope and the restoration, just like we gave these houses uh, when we bring them out here. That's a good way to look at it, that's, that's amazing. For you,
0: what was it like seeing how this property was those years ago when all the cleanup needed to happen to what you guys do out here now?
2: It's really been an amazing transformation. I remember our first summer of camp, we had a tent and a porta potty. (laughs) And so as each building comes out here and uh, it gets more and more, you know, just beautiful, I still can't forget those times when, you know, we still just had camp no matter
0: what. I'm sure the kids, even though it was just a tent, they probably loved it anyway. Oh yeah, they did. (laughs) How many acres do you have?
1: Uh, There's 135 that we're working on right now, and there's uh, some more that are in the works that that may join our our facility. But we still have a lot of development to do out here. Um, Right now we sleep 84 at the camp, uh, on our way to about 200. We're very excited, we have a new chapel that's getting ready to be built and was called the Refuge Seed Company as well, which would be our main eating and meeting space. We don't, we don't have the money raised for that, that's okay. Um, one of the cool things about the Refuge is we've never had a day of debt. We don't owe anything. We, we pray and we wait on the Lord and the Lord provides what we need as we need it. And, uh, and so each day we wake up and there's uh, something else that the Lord has provided for us. So we're excited about that.
0: Let's take you to your involvement with the Methodist Home for Children. How did that mm-hmm. come about?
1: Oh, goodness. There's a lot of layers to that. Uh, uh, for us, as a, in our family, we uh, we met a child here that needed a home. And uh, and after a week of camp, it was the first time we met him at camp, he came and said, uh, would you be my dad? Now, that's very humbling. You don't really know a child until you begin to realize that he had no idea what a good dad looked like. Um, and so uh, we began to build a relationship with him. We would pick him up on Sundays, go to church with us. Uh, go take him to the park or to shoot basketball and uh, and we built this relationship well it came about one day that he needed a place to stay and um, and in a matter of hours we became that home for him the hard part was we realized very quickly that we were not equipped uh, that he was dealing with issues and things that we could not have prepared for and we called around trying to find help and and nobody would actually pick up the phone until the Methodist home did and um, and they were incredible to us, They uh, they listened, they cared for, um, and and really equipped us to do what we do now and prepared us uh, to be full-time foster parents with what we now have as Maria in our home.
0: It takes a lot of uh, faith, it takes a lot of patience to, to get involved like that. And Did you know right away that this is something we want to do? I,
2: I would say, I'm not sure we did. I knew we wanted to help. and and whatever that looked like for the young man we wanted to be there but uh like he said we realized very quickly that we you know we needed help and but we had done it backwards Mm -hmm. most people get trained and then they place a child in their home and we had a child in our home and now needed to be trained
0: so what would you say to someone watching uh to maybe take that leap to, to, to become a foster parent and to, and to help out where so many children across our area need that help?
1: I would say if, if, if they're thinking about it, um, then they should pursue it, but they don't have to do it alone. Uh, the, the Methodist Home folks are incredible at teaching you how to handle situations and equipping you. They walk beside you uh, the whole way, so you're never um out there by yourself trying to take care of a child
2: they always pick up the phone yeah they always pick (laughs) up the phone
1: in the middle of the night um they're they're there and so you don't have to do this journey alone um and there it takes an army and and i will say this if, if you feel like you want to participate and can't foster there are a lot of ways to do that as well there are a lot of foster families that need support that need care that need prayer and um and so there are ways to help even if you don't have a child in your home to participate. There's a lot of financial need the Methods Home incurs every day in training and equipping foster parents to do what they do and so there's a there's a place for everybody to be a part. We've been very blessed and we think it's a story worth hearing uh, but we want folks to realize that there's a great need. There's a lot of Maria's um, out there and we've adopted her into our home now and it's been the greatest blessing uh, to us and for her. Um, it's not always easy but the need is great. There are a lot of hurting kids that need a place to say, this is my home. And um, there's just not a lot of those, there's not enough to go around right now.
0: Let's talk about Marie a little bit. Just in the 30 minutes I've been here, she seems like she's full of energy, <laughs> smiles a lot. and she's, she's running around having a good time. Then it, it seems like she really brings a, a lot into you guys' lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah, she definitely does. She's taught me a lot. A lot of things I can work on. <laughs> but also, she is a very smart young lady, and she loves animals. So uh, just one new thing that has happened is uh, there is a now big lizard in our house <laughs> because of her love for animals. So bearded dragon.
0: Oh my <laughs> if people want to get involved and they want to help the cause, yeah. how, how can they get in, in touch with you?
1: I think the first thing they should do is come see it. Um, and and to to let us meet them. Everybody has gifts, and we have a need for a lot of different gifts here. Whether it's from sitting and fishing with a, with with a child, or to helping to redo one of the farmhouses that are out here. If you like to mow grass, we have we have a lot of things that we can participate and and need volunteers for. So uh, call us, come see it, come ride around on the golf cart, and let's show you what God's doing out here in this place. Yeah, there's more ways
0: you can help besides. Getting out your checkbook, right?
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's there's always a child that needs a little bit of goodness, and so if you desire to, to show a child a little bit of goodness, there's a place here for you to come help. We have we have an incredible summer season here of nine weeks of camp uh, throughout the summer. We also have weekend retreats and school programs. So there's a lot of things going on here year round, and so. Um, we would love to meet folks who want to get involved we always look for quality folks for the summer help in fact we're still looking for a counselor for the summer and a lifeguard if anybody's interested in doing that so I really
0: had a great time out at the Refuge with the Hudsons riding around in the golf cart, getting a look at all they have to offer. It's a fantastic place to maybe send your child sometime this summer or in the future. And to learn more about the Refuge, you can go to their website. It's ncrefuge.org, and there you can find all the information about their mission, how you can get involved if you'd like to volunteer or help out monetarily, and, of course, ways to get your child or someone you know out there to have a great time. And as for the Methodist Home for Children, it is the month of May, National Foster Care Month, but they're looking for help year-round. And you can get more information on the Methodist Home for Children at mhfc.org. To watch my People in Places segment on the Hudson's Out at the Refuge, go to WNCT.com, click on the On Your Side tab, and there you'll find the People in Places page. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest edition of the People in Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. Hope you'll join me next time.